Welcome to Blossoming Business with Emma Middleton, supporting women through the planning, setting up and running of their new business. So whether your business is just the seed of an idea or already established, join Emma as she shares her own experiences, gives you technical advice and tips, including the things to avoid, and chats to other women about their journeys of setting up successful businesses. Let's blossom together. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Emma Middleton, founder of Emma Middleton Business Solutions, and welcome to episode number 16. When starting a business, there's always going to be a time lag between the day you decide to start and the day that you have your first income coming in. And often the income builds slowly, so your outgoings as you build the business may well be in excess of your incomings for a little while. It may also be the case that you've given up your job in order to start your business and therefore you've not got the same salary coming in. And while we can all try and reduce our outgoings, we do have to be realistic on what we're going to live on while we take the time to grow our business. There are a huge range of funding options available and in this podcast I'm going to cover just some of the most popular ones that I see being used regularly. Of course, there are many more available, and my list here is certainly not exhaustive. The first option is savings. It might be that you've managed to save some money for a rainy day or a future project, and it might be just that it's the right time to use those savings and get your business started. I most commonly see people use this for salary replacement, And women will often tell me that they've got a certain number of months salary saved up so they can leave their job and spend that time solely focused on launching their new business. This doesn't have to be right at the start of the business, though. And many women who start businesses will spend some time working on them alongside their employment before launching into them full time. The second option is family and friends. This might be your partner, your parents, your sibling or friends. And borrowing from them is not right for everyone. We don't all feel comfortable asking those closest to us for money. But it is a quicker process than many of the others with a greater degree of flexibility. But I would always, always advise that if you borrow from family or friends in order to protect your relationship with them, that you put it in writing and agree the total amount borrowed, the interest you're going to pay, and the terms of the repayment, so they know exactly when they're going to get it back and how much you're going to repay to them. The third option is bank loans and overdrafts. Bank loans are in themselves a huge topic with a huge variety on offer, and they are often the thing that we think of first when considering finding finance. They might seem a little old fashioned to some, but they are still the most popular source of funding for many businesses. Many banks and loan providers are keen to support new businesses. An advantage of using a loan for financing it is that you don't need to give away any of your business equity in order to secure the finance. However, some banks may require some security on larger loans, and it really is just a case of speaking to them and discussing your needs. Sometimes, if the amount of time that you need for financing is relatively short, 
it might be beneficial to look at a bank overdraft rather than a loan. Whatever finance you are looking at from a bank or a more formal application from anyone will require some paperwork to be prepared with your current financial situation and your plans for the business, including projected budgets and cash flows. This process can take some time, both in the preparation and also for the bank to make a decision. So it's something that should be considered well in advance of any requirements for the funds. The fourth type is asset finance. Now, this type of financing will not be available for everyone, but it can be very useful if you're setting up a product-based business, particularly if you're involved with the production side. But it may also be useful to a service-based industry who needs to invest in expensive technology in order to provide that service. Just like the different finance options that many of us are familiar with when purchasing a car, there are similar options available for one-off purchases of business assets. As well as the banks, there are many asset finance providers in the marketplace, but I would advise the first place to talk to is the provider of the asset, as they can sometimes be very competitive with interest rates and repayment terms when they're trying to secure your order. The fifth type is crowdfunding. Crowdfunding has become an extremely popular way of raising funds over recent years and financed many, many startup businesses. It is an incredible way for a small business to launch itself to a large audience of people, which, as an aside, can be amazing for marketing. And if successful, will gain lots of small investments from a lot of different people. It's also an amazing opportunity to receive feedback from a much wider community. And as I've talked about before, that feedback can be crucial in any stage of business development. In turn, those investors are likely to support the journey of the business, for example, through purchases and marketing on social media. This is usually assisted with a gift from the business, such as a sample product or access to early release tickets, books or access. However, not everyone likes businesses who have crowdfunded and it is sometimes seen as being a last resort, having had other methods of financing turned down. It's also not guaranteed to work and usually if the business doesn't make its target for funding, the investor's money is returned to them but the crowdfunding fees still need to be paid. The sixth type is business angels and venture capitalists. Now, although these are different, both types of finance require the business to give up a proportion of their share capital in exchange for the funding and the business knowledge and expertise provided by the investor. In the case of a business angel, it's more likely to be a smaller amount of money in exchange for a smaller investment in the business. And sometimes this business angel might be an individual, but often they're groups of investors who are working together. A venture capitalist is more likely to offer a larger sum of money to invest, but will require a greater proportion of the business in return. However, they will therefore be invested in the success of the business and they will use their experience and expertise 
in order to expand the business quickly and generate themselves a return. This type of investment is something that we see on Dragon's Den. And finally, grants. There are lots of different grants available, although they will depend very much on the sector in which you're working and some are more accessible than others. As with many other types of finance, the success of applying for them is not guaranteed and it can be a very competitive process which is extremely time consuming. However, one of the major advantages of funding through a grant is that it is, does not need to be repaid and is therefore less risky than other methods. One tip that I've picked up is that with grants more than any other type of funding applications is that either employ someone to help you with it or ask for feedback after every grant application, whether you're successful or not. Grant applications are quite different to anything else that you might apply for. And it can be tricky just to get their language correct and be providing exactly the right information. So any feedback or help you can get on that will be advantageous. And finally, there are no right or wrong answers to the type of finance that you choose. And many businesses will use a variety of different options. But the most important thing is to spend the time doing the research and doing the numbers. There are risks with taking on any type of business finance, and these need to be carefully considered in detail. Compare all the products available to you and compare their interest rates and repayment terms. And don't be afraid to ask lots of questions from the finance provider. There is no silly question where money is concerned and you need to know the details before signing on the dotted line. If it's a loan, then can you afford the repayments? If it's an investment, then do you really want to give away that percentage of your business or be accountable to investors and shareholders? I meet lots of women who dream of setting up their own business, but are finding it difficult to navigate those first steps and often don't know where to start, what the priorities are or where to find the information they need. Sometimes it's a business in a completely new area that they're passionate about, or it might be a hobby they want to take professional. And sometimes they just think that their dream business is really only a dream and there is no chance of it becoming reality. I'm lucky enough to have worked with women in this situation. And while it's not always easy and they've put in some hard work and hours, it has been a privilege to watch their businesses grow and flourish. We all have at least one business in us and my free guide will help you work out what yours is. It is a tried and tested process and the exact one that I go through with my clients. To download it, go to emmamiddleton.co or click on the link in the show notes. And finally, if you like this podcast, then please hit subscribe and share it with just one friend who you think might find it interesting or useful.